Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. You know what I love? This is what I love so very much. This is what I love. Um, I love that people feel comfortable with me. That's what I love. I'm just from Beaverdam, Kentucky. Grew up in a little old small town. We prayed for government help because we so poor. Had to roll your windows up with a pair of channel locks in the car. <laughs> Had to start the car with a screwdriver, not because we was trying to steal it. We was hoping somebody else would. That was the noisiest car you'd ever been in in all your life. Mama told us, she said, you got to get up or you're going to miss the school bus. Not us. We went to bed ready for school. Because <laughs> if we had to ride that car to school, you know, if it got shut off, you know, it was one of those that had the carburetor and it would flood out or whatever. And, and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, you know, that it backfired. <laughs> Pow! And then everybody hit the dirt. Man, there'd be a lot of jumpy people today if we still had a lot of carburetors, wouldn't they? But, you know, I knew what it was like to do that. Go through the line, say free lunch. I get it. A lot of you think, well, you don't know what it's like to be me. That's true. I don't. Nobody does. You don't know what it's like to be them. We don't. And it's funny. We're really quick to point fingers at everybody and tell everybody how they should be living and who they are and what they should be and all this kind of stuff. When God created us, different. Every one of us, every one of us are different. Let me turn around and look. Ain't nobody looks the same in here, do they? Isn't that funny? We argue over the craziest stuff and none of us look exactly the same. So how are we going to be able to tell each person that they need to do this and do that and do this and this is who they should be and this is how they should act and this is how they should think. Now there is a couple of guidelines, there's a couple of principles, there's great things to build on. If you want a a good life, there's a good foundation that you should start on and that's the foundation of Jesus Christ. The foundation of Jesus Christ is absolutely amazing. It's a rock that you can build on. It's been tested through time. Let me just go ahead and tell you, people still today trying right now to tear it down more than they ever have before. And can I tell you something? Let them blow, let them huff, let them puff, let them do whatever they want to. They ain't a crane can take it down. They ain't a a law of legislation at the White House that can can tear it down. I'm going to tell you something right now. What Jesus did on Calvary over 2,000 years ago is still standing the test of time today. He's still a healer. He's still a deliverer. Amen? You can build on that. Hmm? People will let you down. People will tell you right now that everything about you is wrong. You know how that is. But there's one thing I I know that you you can build on, and that is Jesus. Jesus. I wanted to talk to you today about uh, unlikely, the unlikely. That's me. I I just want to say this. For me to be up here today, um, you know, speaking to you, encouraging you, (laughs) I don't want to call it preaching because I'm really not qualified. 
to be a preacher. Um, a testifier of the goodness of God. Let's just do it like that. Can we do it like that? I'm a, I, I, but that's what the scripture says. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, right? Amen. So I'm gonna, I want to just tell you today, it's a miracle that I'm up here. But it's also a miracle that some of you are in this house today and you're in this seat today. We're all little miracles, aren't we? Every one of us. Let me read this passage of scripture to you. I ain't going to keep you very long. I told you that I was going to turn you out at 1230. I will, but I don't know what God's going to do. Um, let's read 1 Samuel 17, verse 48. I'm just going to only read one scripture, and here's what I want you to do, though. Please, please today, tonight, in the morning, whenever... Read 1 Samuel 17. That way you can go through and get your own dialogue. Get your own, read it, work it out, study it. I mean, you need to. It's good stuff. It's better than Netflix. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. <laughs> I, was, I said I was going to stop right there. I don't think I will. You're, you know what? I can see it's a custom to stand for the reading of God's word in this house. Go ahead and stand. That's good. Go ahead and stand. And I'm going to keep reading. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. That the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. And David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in his hand. Because David didn't have a sword, all he knew how to fight with at this point was with, I don't want to say he knew how to fight with, that's all, but this is, was his form of weaponry, was a sling. And David, therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine, now he's standing upon the Philistine, and he took his sword and drew it out of his seed, therefore, and slew him and cut off his head. Therewith, and within, uh, and when the Philistine saw their champion was dead, they fled. I love this passage of scripture. Let us pray first. Heavenly Father, I just pray, God, that you get me out of the way. I want to hide behind the cross. I want to hide behind you. I want you to do what you want to do. I just want to be a mouthpiece. I want you to please, Lord God, I can't do this without you. I'm a, I'm a man. I can do anything, but I can mess it up. But I don't want that. I want your will. Holy Ghost, have your way in this house. We give you glory and praise and honor. And Lord, I'm just going to go ahead and praise you in advance for what's getting ready to happen in this house. 
Yes, I'm gonna praise you on credit already. I'm just gonna praise you in advance because some things are getting ready to change in this house and people's lives. We bless your name, Jesus, amen, amen, amen. You know what I love about this story? I'm telling you whatever one of us has heard this from, I mean, how many has heard this many times? As a kid, yes, we've heard about the David and Goliath let me tell you something, though. David was one of those unlikely people. You know what I mean? He was a shepherd. He was one that didn't really get chosen a lot. Now, he was very gifted. He was very skilled. What I did love about David when I read, and you read him in, in Psalms, and, and you read his wonderful songs and poetry and all those kinds of things, I love that. He knew how to worship. He would be out in the field by himself, and I think that's where he wrote a lot of these things. A lot of the Psalms, I believe that with all of my heart. He was after God's heart. He would sing praises unto him. I believe that. He would talk about how God was his protector, and how that he was his strength, and how he was his fortress, and how he would hide him in the cliffs of, of the rocks, and how he would uh, protect him. And, and he, would, he would brag on God. Let me just go ahead and tell you something. It's good to brag on God. Yeah, it's good to brag on God, especially when you got... You know, you're, you're a shepherd and out there watching sheep and there's lions that's trying to take what you were watching over. You understand what I'm saying? If we put it in the spiritual side of things right now, we could be, okay, we are the shepherd of our children. We are the father and, and the keeper of our children. Hello? It's good to brag on God. Let me go back to it for a minute. It's good to brag on God how he is our protector, how he is our shield, how he is our strong fortress, how he'll watch over our children. You understand what I'm saying? And, and it's good to know uh, uh, the signs. He'll, he'll give you the signs of the things that are coming sometimes, you know. And, and, and here's what I love about it, the nature of a shepherd. The nature of a shepherd is awesome. Yeah, they might not have the, be, you know, the, the uh, fancy armor. They might not have the, 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 the you know, the sword. But the thing they have down inside of them is what I'm attracted to. The shepherd's nature. Here, let me tell you why. Because when a lion comes in and takes a sheep or, 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 or a bear, and you can read about this, this happened, would come in and try to take one of his prized possessions, what he was watching over, what his father instructed him to do, he didn't think about it. Well, I just wonder what we all ought to do. Hmm. Well, maybe if we let them have that one. You know it's the truth. A shepherd don't think like that. What does a shepherd do? Gets right there. I mean, jumps right in the middle of it. Don't have time to waste. There's a lamb that's getting ready to be eaten. Doesn't sit in that call of meeting and all these kinds of things. It's time to fight. It's time to protect. It's time to rescue. Mm. Oh, I'm thankful for the rescue. 
You see, you understand what I'm saying? It's awesome to brag on God. You understand what I'm saying? Like, well, it's awesome to worship him. Yes, brag on him. When you're going throughout your day, I just, I'm, I'm going I'm to just ask you from, from, just try this out. You at work, whatever you do, I don't, I don't know what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. It's a gift from God. Whatever that it is, you've got a job, you go ahead and tell you you're blessed. You want to know how to move up, up the, Lord, I thank you for this job. Oh, the Lord, thank you, Holy Ghost, I'll take that. You want to move on up the ranks? You want a promotion? Huh? This is what I tell people all the time. They ask me, they said, Jason, I want to know, how'd you get started? What do you do? Can you help me? Can you tell me what I should do? Oh, I want to get in the music ministry. I want to get in the music business. What can I do to get in the music? Why don't I said, Sing. Good gracious, sing. If that's what you want to do, sing. Do, find you a place to sing. Well, then what? Give God praise that he gave you a place to sing. Listen to me. You think I'm making this up as I'm going along? I promise you, I tell everybody that asked me this. I said, give God praise for the place that he gave you to sing the stage and the platform that he gave you and he'll give you another one. And if you'll give him praise for the one that he'll give you another one. You want a promotion? Praise him. Lord, I thank you for this job. Yes, I know there's people around me that's driving me crazy and it's testing my Christianity, Lord. <laughs> but I praise you for them too. You understand what I'm saying? The next thing you know, your attitude changes. Your posture changes. Your confidence changes. I want, you, I want you to notice two things right here. Confidence and posture changes when you align what you have with where it comes from. I feel it. I've hit a nail. Hallelujah. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Listen to this. Listen to this. If you give yourself credit and pat yourself on the back for the thing that God has gifted you with, see how long it lasts in your hands. See how long you can keep it. And he'll let you keep it for a little bit. See how long it lasts in your hands. But if you give God praise for it, there's something that happens. There's confidence that rises up. Not arrogance. There's a difference in arrogance. Arrogance will make you look down your nose at people. You ever seen anybody look at you that way? Size you up while you're doing what you're doing and they act like they, that you don't see them? That's what arrogance is. Confidence will, 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 will be something where you can actually walk in. You can still walk in the anointing with confidence. 
Hello? You can walk in anointing with confidence. Could you imagine if David was trying to protect his flock without confidence? Oh, God. Oh, send my brothers. Send the worship leaders. The Lord, send somebody. You understand what I'm saying, right? Confidence is godly, especially if you know who he is, he's yours, and he's walking with you. That's why it's great to brag on him when you have moments like that. Lord, this looks bigger than me. I'm going to need your help. Was I with you that when you pulled the bear or pulled the lamb out of the bear's grasp? Was I with you when? And here's David. He's going, now let me just, let me just do this. Here's David. I'm, I'm going to try to do, do my best here to get through this. David goes, um, he's sent by his father. He's sent by his father to go check on his brothers. Take them some bread and take them some other things. They were in the heat of the battle with the Philistines. He was sent to go check on them. Let me just go ahead and tell you, his brothers weren't fond of him. They were jealous, evidently. I don't know why. Or they thought that he didn't qualify. He was unlikely. He was unlikely to be on the battlefield. He was unlikely to be anointed as king. I don't know about you, but you got to, <laughs> how many know some people that God has, has chosen and, and is using, and you sit back and you go, God, you remember them? Was you not paying no attention when they were in high school? <laughs> right? They, they come from my family down. Come on, you know that. That's what. You know that's what you're. Sometimes. Your mind does when you see people doing something and God has blessed them. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you go, and you got to be careful because some of you will go, this is ridiculous. I'm more qualified than them. And that's when you're getting in some big trouble. Let me just go ahead and tell you. God will be the one that promotes. God will be the one that tears down. God will be the one that anoints. Don't try to be God. You got a hard enough job getting your act together. Don't tell him who he needs to get together. God knows best. So here we are. He's going down to check on them. Son, brothers go, what, in, what are you doing here? He's going, 
Never mind that. I'm just going to tell it the way I want to. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's the same. I'm telling you the story, but I just want to write it, you know, beaver dam, crab style. <laughs> Brothers are going, what are you doing down here? Get back in the field. And David's going, who is this? And why are you sitting around? I'm just paraphrasing. What? Is anybody going to grasp a hold and, of, of who they are, whose they are, and take care of this? How dare him talk about the God that we serve like he is? Confidence. You see, there's something that happens when you know who you are in Christ and you know when he's for you, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how big the walls are. Doesn't matter how crazy the storm may look. When you've got God on your side, he can wave his hand. He can twitch. He, he can just think it. And all of a sudden, the winds. Walk around seven times. Walls that, that the actual chariots would ride around on. That's how thick these walls were. Think about that. Mm. Chariots would have races around the walls of Jericho. Tell me God can't bring down strongholds in your life. So David, he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. I got him. David gets five stones. You know the story. But here's what I want you to know. This is what I want you to grasp a hold of. This right here. Will you throw that verse back up, uh, 48? I, I'm one of those that is over the top. You can kind of tell that probably with my hair and this shirt and these fuzzy pants and uh, black and white Nike shoes. I, I'm just over the top. I'm just kind of like that. I can't help it. It's I, Get over it. Uh, First Samuel, look at this. This is so much fun. You're going to grasp a hold of this, and all of a sudden there's a light bulb that's going to flip. Well, it did for me, and it, and it is really cool. What time is it? What time is it? 12.13. As the Philistines, now I love this. Now I want you to think about this in a movie form, all right? How many love movies? Anybody like movies? I don't watch them very much, but when I, I, when I do, I just get so wrapped up in them. I like those war, you know, those war movies, and, and um, I don't know when the last one. What was the one? Was it Braveheart or something like that? Has it got any bad stuff in it? <laughs> I can't remember. If it does, I bleeped it out. Okay, so anyway, I, I'm praying for myself. Uh, as a, 
as the Philistines move closer to attack him. You know, here's the Philistines, this giant, he's overgrown, he's huge. You understand what I'm saying? Like nine feet, I don't know all the dimensions, but his spear was almost as big as David. You know what I'm saying? He's a big dude. He's amazing. And so all of a sudden, can you hear him? When they move forward to attack him, you know, you know those sound effects of all the metal uh, clanking together? You know what I mean? When, a, when a, uh, an army all moves forward, you know, and the, and the, the Hollywood, you know, oh. as an intimidation fact, you know what I mean? That intimidation sound. You know, and, he, and I can just see it right here. As the Philistines move closer to attack him, boom. Isn't that good? <laughs> Me, I'm just trying to put myself in that position, and I'm going, okay, here comes the giant. I'm tiny. They've got swords, they've got spears, they've got shields, they've got armor. Matter of fact, they tried to get David to wear armor, but he's like, I can't wear this. Too, too. they got armor, and they're trying to intimidate me. Can you hear it? Can you see it? You can almost feel it. What's taking place right there? Me, I would have went. Uh-oh. But the nature of a shepherd, I love what the shepherd did. He didn't wait for Goliath to get to him. What does it say he did? David ran quickly. Lord. See, that's what he's been doing all the time. When he found that there was trouble, when there was a lamb being attacked, what did he do? He didn't wait for the bear to bring it to him, going, well, here it is. If you want to rescue it, go ahead. No, absolutely not. He went exactly where it was, took care of the problem, where it was out, left it right there where it was. You see, understand what I'm saying. Here is the intimidation tactic of, of Goliath and the Philistines. And, boom, and, 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 and David just takes off running at him. The giant with a rock. You know the cool thing about this whole story? I, I love this too. I, I love this. We're going back to that for just a second, but, but here's what I love about David. David was so confident. We're talking about confidence right here. Uh, unlikely people being used, but confidence. Okay, so here's the deal. David picked up five rocks. You know why he picked up five of them? Listen to this. Because Goliath had four brothers. A lot of people think, well, I don't know if he was real good. He had to pick up five. No, he didn't pick him up because he was doubting how good he was with it. He was confident in his, in his sling. He was confident in all that. But he was like, if I've got to whoop that one, and his brothers want a little too, I can take them out as well. 
confidence. But he took care of Goliath in his field. In, he didn't wait for him to come to him. He whooped him in the field. Cut his head off in the field. What, what are we allowing to get into our place? What are we nervous about? What are we nervous about that we can't take care of what we need to take care of that's out there? Do not wait for it to get in your house before you start dealing with it. Right? Go ahead and start dealing with it before it gets in your house. You know it's screaming out there. You know what the world's got. You know what's going on. Get to your kids. Tell them about it. Have conversations with your spouse what's going on. Work on that, work on that giant out there. He's anointed. David was anointed. Wasn't handpicked. He was unlikely. Saul came to anoint Jesse, one of Jesse's sons, and choose him for king because Samuel had, or, or Samuel, Samuel was coming to anoint one of Jesse's kids because Saul had, had disobeyed God. The last person to, to come before Samuel was David. All of Jesse's sons were standing before him to be anointed. Samuel said, Is there any other? Yeah. There's one out there singing to the sheep. Singing love songs to Jesus. He ain't real cool. He ain't in the in crowd. He's one of those out there, one of those singing love songs to Jesus. Bragging on Jesus. Here's my thing today. I, I, I want to talk to you, and this is my last, last thing that I'm going to talk to you about. And then we're going to do something different. We're going to pray, and I'm going to let you go. Well, or something. The world is painting a lot of different pictures out there of what your destiny or what future should look like for you. But they're all lies. Every one of them. All the social media junk and garbage and even TV. They're painting a lot of lies. I saw the other day, I was so upset and aggravated irritated, mad, where people, there was this satanic church, they set up some kind of tents outside and they were, for $10, they were some priest taking away reversing baptisms, that's what they called it, reversing baptisms. And they were praying over these people for $10 and putting an upside down cross with uh, burnt something on their forehead and saying we take away we take away the baptism and they would say hell Satan (laughs) 
And they were all laughing and praying these crazy prayers. And the funny thing was that hit me. Half the prayers that they were praying was almost half scripture. The enemy comes as a roaring lion. See, he likes to think, you know what I'm saying? He wants you to think he's got all power. Hollywood and everybody else, and I don't want to say all of them in Hollywood, but there's a lot of them that sell out. They give over everything. A lot of musicians, a lot of singers, a lot of people. I saw a singer the other day. said, I sold my soul to the devil. I wanted to be a Christian artist, but it uh, didn't work out, and so I sold my soul to the devil. I wanted to go on and do music. If I was to name her name today, you know exactly who she is. While we're worried about all kinds of other little things that's going on, there's giants in our front yard screaming, yelling. Your kids are looking out the windows. Your spouse might even be looking out the window. What are we going to do? Prayer left school. Ten Commandments out of school. Everything that the church has ever stood for has been yanked from us. And you want to know why? It's because we are the actual army that is waiting for a shepherd to come up out of a field to take care of some giants. Can I tell you something? You're anointed to do it yourself. The problem is what we've got going on in the world today is because we're waiting for somebody else to take care of the problems that we should have taken care of back some time ago. That's what God has called us to do. I can't talk about it. I can't write about it. I might get my Facebook taken down. Who cares? For crying out loud. Walk around in the finest of things that you can afford and scared to death to make a statement for Jesus. But you want to make a statement socially to be accepted. Where is the army of God? Where are we? Jason, you got to watch it. You can't say anything. You got to watch what you put on Instagram. You got to watch what you say. You, you got a contract. You got a record deal. I did not sell my soul to a record deal in Nashville, Tennessee. I sold my soul. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And when it becomes a problem, let me tell you something. You can take the music and you can have it. You can have it. God has anointed you. Well, you don't know me. You don't know where I come from. I'm just, I'm I'm nobody. How dare you call what God created? How dare you do that? I'm too rough around the edges for anybody to listen to me. 
David smelled like sheep. son smelt like hogs he went from the hog pen to wearing the best that his father had I've done way too much stuff wrong I, God could never forgive me how dare how dare you how dare you how dare you say that you're a better sinner then your sin is more powerful than the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Who do you think you are? You're not that good of a sinner. Well, Jason, I wouldn't have said that. When it comes to it, you see, here's the deal. Sin has to bow to the blood every time. If a person comes, the Holy Spirit has convicted that person. I don't care where they've been, what they've done, what's gone on in their life. At that very moment, murderers have been forgiven. Immorality can be reversed by the blood of Jesus. Your mind can be set free by the precious blood of Jesus. He is a renewer of the mind in the name of Jesus. Well, where are you going to take this, Jason? No, where are y'all going to take it? Where are you going to take it? You see, here's the deal. We don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have any more time to wait on a Congress or wait on a president or wait on this one or wait on that one. We don't have time. We've sit around and waited, 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 waited for everybody else. Wait on pastor, wait on preacher, wait on minister, wait on grandma, wait on this. No. Pick up you something to fight with. Throw your shoulders back and say, I'm a child of God. And I'm going to walk this, that's it, baby. Use this right here. Grab a hold of your sword. Grab a hold of what God's word said. Let me, let me tell you something. I saw something the other day, and I, this is it, and then we're going to pray. I'll give you your Bible back. But I saw something the other day. Listen to this. I saw something the other day. A pastor got up, and he got a book, a satanic book of incantations, witches and spells and stuff. Started reading out of it, and people's eyes started going. And he goes, what? You act like something's going to jump off on you? He goes, what do you think I've been reading out of all these years up here at the church? He said, I've been reading out of this book that's way more powerful than that. How about some of this jumping off on you? <laughs> Woo! My God, if we grabbed a hold of what God's word said about our lives and our families and who we are and what we can become. Lord, have mercy. We are overcomers by the blood of the lamb. We are the head and not the tail. 
Hello? We are not a, not a defeated people. You can be set free. Chains be broken, delivered. And go from the shepherd's field to sitting on thrones. There you go. Anyway, that's what God wanted me to share with you today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.